when one goes to purchase his mezuzahs and he makes sure that he buys them from a reliable cipher or magia, someone who checked the mezuzahs, and you put them, fix them on your doorpost. So halakhically, from a derisive standpoint, at this point, they are kosher. There will be no need later on to check them. There's a concept of chazaka that once I know they're kosher, I don't have to assume anything happened to them unless I see that it rained on them or something damaged it. But I could assume that the way it was, that's the way it's always going to be. So that's Omid So come along to the Rabban Chazal. They tell us, Gemar Yuma Daf Yeralef, that there's a, a uh, Takana to check mezuzahs twice every seven years to make sure that nothing faded or cracked or got eaten away by mice. That's why we check our mezuzahs twice every seven years. We brought down the Meshachachma. The Meshachachma says that specifically by mitzvahs, that we, we go beyond our typical concerns because by a mitzvah, if you don't have the mitzvah, if you're not wearing kosher tefillin, you're not wearing, you don't have a kosher mezuzah, you are not yoytza, your mitzvah mezuzah, even though you're an oinus, you're, no one, no one can have any, any tainas on you, but at the end of the day, you did not wear uh, tefillin, you did not wear, you did not have mezuzah on your doorpost. So that's how we check it, we check our mezuzahs twice every seven years, and we mentioned yesterday's year, there are different opinions if one would or should check his tefillin. So the question we asked is, can one rely on samples? Let's say a person has a home, they have 25 uh, door, doorways in their home, and they have 25 mezuzahs. They want to bring, let's say, five or six, or let's say three, we'll use the number three. Can they bring three mezuzahs to the cipher? Let them check it. If they're all fine, can I assume my other 22 mezuzahs are kosher? And this, this is a general question of sampling things. And this question comes up in kashras and contemporary uh, you know, restaurant settings. They have lots of kale and lettuce. So some hachsherim allow, now we'll question this, but some hachsherim allow the mashkiach to, let's say you have a uh, case of kale or lettuce, spinach, they'll check a handful of them if they're good. So then we could say the whole box is clean from infestation issues and you could eat the whole thing. You can eat all of it. So the question is, can one rely on sample checking? So the original source, I think, is the Rashba. The Rashba discusses. The Rashba says that we know if you go to a slaughterhouse when they shecht animals, so they check the lungs for trephas. Now, the truth is, if you look in the Gemara Nechulun, the Gemara Nechulun says there's an assumption that roiv behemois are not trephas. Roiv behemois are ksheras. The raya is that we drink milk. Halacha is that... If milk came from a trefa cow, if you knew for sure, you took an MRI, you knew for sure that the lungs had adhesions and this animal was treif, yet you're drinking from the milk, so there's an iser, one is not allowed to drink from the milk of a trefa. So, I, how can we purchase milk? How do you buy milk? How do you allowed to drink milk? So, halacha is, we go by roiv. Roiv behemois are not treif. So, therefore, we, we go by the assumption of roiv. Now, once we shecht it, we have to check it. It's right in front of us. You can't just assume things. You, it's actually you're able to check it, so you should check each lung. And you go to any shlachtois that's doing uh, kosher slaughter, they are checking every single lung. So the Rashba asked the following question. Why do I have to check each lung? Let me take the first you know, herd of cows. Let's say the first uh, 10 cows of the day, 10 steer. We'll check their lungs. If they're good, maybe we could assume that the entire herd, the entire shipment of cows are all free of trafus concerns. Why can't we do that? So the Rashi says, absolutely not. You cannot do that because each cow is its, its, has its own story, its own history, its own uh, diseases. Maybe this cow smoked. Maybe this cow ate french fries. We don't know. So therefore, you have to check the lungs of each cow. And therefore, he's quoted in, in Simon Peydal in Hilchas Telam. He says very clearly that when it comes to vegetables, every single head of lettuce, every single broccoli head has to be checked because each one has its own history as far as halacha is concerned. So, 
if you look in Shulchan Aruch, that's the halacha. Halacha is you have to check every single vegetable. You cannot rely on chazaka. So the question is, how does some hechsherim do it? How do they do it? It's a preferish rash. But so some say, well, the rash was discussing animals. Animals, each animal is different. Each animal has its own history. But but lettuce or or broccoli. So it depends. If it's coming from the same field. If it's coming from the same field, so why should I assume one part of the field had bugs, the other part didn't have bugs? I could assume that the bugs spread evenly, and therefore, if I know it's coming from one location, and it was harvested at the same time, so then perhaps I could do a chazaka. That's one of the reasons to be mako. Others argue, and they say that there's no way to assume that even the same company is getting from the same part of the field, and some parts could have more bugs than others. Let's say the guy who's spraying it, let's say he's spraying, he's spraying the, the pesticides from a drone, and he ran out of pesticide, and he decided to skip a few rows. You have no way of knowing for sure that this was always the way, this, that whatever you find now was the way it is throughout the entire field. So some say, okay, so at least check different parts of the field. Maybe check a little bit here, a little bit there. But that's one reason why there are those that are mako. Additionally, there are the the place can bring down the Shlomo Kluger. Shlomo Kluger was mako. He said that the only reason why we 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 check the lungs is because it's not a big tircha to check it. But if it was be, if it would be a big tircha, then in a you're allowed to use a sample. Most place do not agree to this. There is another source in halacha for this. There's a uh, there's a sefer called the Nishmas Adam. The Nishmas Adam was written by the author of the Chai Adam, which is a sefer that we learn we're learning. So in Hilchas Pesach, he talks about, let's say you had a sack of wheat kernels, and it, and it rained on them. So you want to know, you want to check, did the water get to the kernels? If the water gets to the kernels, it opens it up, it cracks it, so then it becomes chametz. And we want to know, can we use this for our matzah production this year? So the Chayadim says, take a few scoops. You scoop out from the top or the bottom, take a few scoops, and if you see that all clean, you could assume the entire bundle, the entire sack of kernels are good. One could answer, then in that case, we would assume that if it got wet, everything would have gotten ruined, or you're taking from parts that would have gotten the most wet. So there, that is a precedent for doing a, a, a chazaka, a sample. The most common time they do samples is when they have a specific uh, harvest, or let's say, before I get to that, there's another time I, I saw that they'll do sam- that samples would be good. This is written by Ravashi Zetzal and Ravashi Weiss. That lets you have a product that it's all or nothing. Ravashi Weiss' example is cauliflower. I'm not sure if this is the Matthias today, but he says that cauliflower is either totally infested or clean. So if a product is either totally infested or clean, so then by checking parts of it, you could see if it's totally infested. If it's totally infested, you would see it everywhere. So by the fact of the matter that it's not infested, by seeing part of it, that shows me that it's clean. So that would be one 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 scenario where a chazaka would work, where a, sorry, a sample check would work. Another example is, and this is typical today, is that let's say you have a, uh, a company, you have a high mission company, they decide, you know, you didn't that keep the halachas of telom, which is in Shulchan Aruch, there are many laven if a person eats, eats bugs, Especially b'mezid, so or or b'pshia, negligent, and not even not even thinking about checking, looking at it. So I have a great idea. Let me grow broccoli. I'll grow broccoli in China, and I'll send it frozen to the United States. I'll invest ten million dollars to specifically grow broccoli that's bug free, and I'll make a fortune in the United States with restaurants. Every uh, kosher grocery section is going to have my frozen products. And this happens. So the question is, now that I I tell I hire an expert. 
the the non you know make bug free broccoli expert. We hire him. We build greenhouses. We develop farms in in higher altitudes where there's no bugs. Whatever it is, we do the research. We build the proper field to grow bug free vegetables. So now what? Now I come to uh, I'll come to my ashgacha. I want to bring it to market. I say, hey, look, I got bug free spinach. I got bug free broccoli. I want to sell it with Hashgacha. So the Hashgacha says, hold on a second. How do, how do we know that you were successful in your endeavor? The truth is many people do lose money and it, it doesn't work out at the end. So in that situation, there's Aruch HaShulchan and, and Igris Maishar. Maishar finds they both say the same thing in different situations, but they say the same inside. That if my Svara is, my logic, logic tells me that there isn't an issue here. So now, I don't have to prove that there's no issue. I'm just concerned. I'm just, I have a slight concern. I'm nervous. I don't want to certify or verify. I can't put my name on something and say, this for sure is clean. I can't do that. But I don't want, I'm not, the only way to do that would be to actually check every single head of broccoli. By the time you check every single head of broccoli, you're not going to have a product left to sell. So here, I really could assume that everything's fine. So I just, I'm just nervous. So when I'm nervous, I'm allowed to use a sample to get over my nervousness. And the proof to this is the Shulchan Aruch and Hilchus Tfilin. Shulchan Aruch and Hilchus Tfilin, I think it's in Similam Ates. It's really a Gemara in Erevin. So there's a, there's a concept that Hakol, Hakol Metsuyin Eitzel Safras is Kishermo, or Hakol Metsuyin Eitzel Shechita Kishermo. Basically, when we, there's a right that most people that write Stam, the right Tyra Megillahs and and uh, and Tfilim, so they are assumed to be kosher. It's just arrive. You have the same thing by Shechta. Most people that know how to Shecht are considered kosher. Now, again, today we wouldn't rely on this because, unfortunately, history has shown that we should not rely on this. But there is a general concept of arrive. So now I want to know if this person does in fact know how to write. So the, the Shulchan Aruch says, take a few samples. Take three, three uh, parashiyas of tefillin. See if he knows how to write. He, he has nice tagim. He has beautiful letters. Oh, so now you can believe. Now you don't have to check each one. I, how do I know that he's for sure good? I don't need to know he's for sure good. I'm allowed to rely on Rive. Just to get me over the nervousness. So then I need to do this extra sampling. So that's what we do. If you have a greenhouse grown or hydroponic grown vegetables, we have a company that just applied for Ashkacha recently and what we were going to do is we were going to sample. We cannot check every single uh, piece of uh, every pr- every product he has. You can start checking every single lettuce and every single kale and, and herbs. He's not going to have product anymore by the time we finish washing it and checking it. So what we do is we set up a system of sampling. We take a sample from every time he grows something. We take a sample and the truth is, even without the sample, by just all the amount of research and work he's done, we should really be able to say, why do I think there's bugs? Because it looks like lettuce, it smells like lettuce, but why do I assume there's bugs in there? Well, I don't have to think there's bugs. I'm allowed to eat bananas. I don't have to assume there's bugs in bananas and oranges and, uh, and, and cucumbers. So why do I have to assume that his hydroponic lettuce has bugs? I shouldn't because it's hydroponically grown. He knows what he's doing. Assuming he's done the research and homework and spent the money to make sure that his things are, are bug free, you take a look at it. It looks beautiful. It's clean. But I don't want to put ashkach on it. I don't. I, I just want to get me over that that nervousness, that concern. So then we'll say we'll rely on samples. So that's the 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 time where most of the hashkachas, I would say the 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 standard hashkachas would not allow samples on products that are known to have issues. They wouldn't allow a restaurant that has a case of of kale coming in or or, uh, or spinach 
and say, okay, take a handful, check if they're clean, and then we could assume the rest of it is clean. They would not do that, but they would only do it in a situation where we've anyways done the homework. This is supposed to be bug-free. They have a wash process. They have... Anyways, we we are, we basically have a, we have an assumption that it's clean. We just want to get over this nervousness, this concern. So then the Aruch HaShulchan says, then you could definitely rely on the samples to get you over it. Okay, so sorry, I got a little carried away with the uh, Hashkacha and sampling. So tomorrow we'll get back to the Halachas of Mezuzah. But just to, just the, the note from Mezuzah over here would be that the question is, can I assume that my Mezuzahs are the same? So the Chida writes that when it comes to a person's home. So if the Mekoymer says Shavim, all the places in your home are the same, and we assume you got it from the same cipher, and you put it in the same time, so then you're right. But he says, it's not, this is not the way it is. Like Kol Mekoymer Shavos, that you have certain places that are hotter, colder, exposed to the sun, air conditioning, uh, dampness, moisture. So then he says, then, then a person should have to check all of them. But if a person has a situation where they know it's indoor mezuzah, and they got it from the same person, and they checked a few of them, so it seems like from Mechida, that there would you would be able to rely on a sample badika.